All right. Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Rooted in Grace podcast. And today I have a special guest. Um, she is um, my mentor at work, and she's also like an at-home mom for me. So um, she's going to talk about being still. And I hope this blesses you as you hear her testimony. And I know it's going to um, bless me because I'm in a season where God is teaching me how to be still. And that is what God requires um, of us. He does not want us to fight his um, to fight our battles, but he wants to surrender and just trust the process while he works everything out for our good. So hello, Miss um, Bobo. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. So I know you wanted to share your testimony about being still, but before we get to your testimony, can you explain to us what does it really mean to be still? Well, to be still means that we just wait. Wait on what we need to hear because our purpose is tied to waiting. Mm-hmm. That's so, so when we when we can when we can wait and we can be patient because they're one and they're connected, then we can we can literally live out our purpose or know what that purpose is. Exactly, exactly. So I really need to hear that because lately, um, sometimes I can be a little controlling a little time. So you know, you just peek around the corner and be like, "God, are you? You know, you need help with anything? I'm just trying to see if everything's going um, in order." Because I know God spoke certain promises over myself, and just in that waiting season, I can get impatient or kind of get frustrated because I'm like, "Okay, did I hear him wrong? Or am I am I in the right?" No, am I in the right position? Am I in his will to receive that promise? So I just been, some days I'm good, my faith is strong. Some days where my faith is kind of low and I'm just, you know, just waiting and just kind of getting frustrated. So just hearing testimonies about someone being still and how it worked out for them. Um, I know it's going to work. It's going to be a blessing to me. And I know I have listeners who's also in the process of, you know, waiting for that promise for God to um, deliver. And, you know, it's just learning how to be still all together. Because I know in the young generation, they call us the microwave um, generation, generation, because we want everything to us, you know, without putting in that work. <laughs> and, you know, we just want everything just to manifest <laughs> like that. So um, you can just go ahead with your testimony and we can go from there. I want to add to that. Sometimes what happens is we want those things to come to us so quickly and so fast. We're excited about it. So you can get a prophecy. And I've had many. Mm -hmm. You get the prophecy and you say, wow, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And when you hear it, it's, you know, all of these things are going through your mind and your heart and your spirit. But the one thing that we have to understand is we have to stay rooted and grounded in, in Christ. Mm-hmm. And he will lead us in the, in the direction that we should go. And sometimes we could be so focused on the end product that we forget about that travel to it. Exactly. Yep, I agree. And so, and so being patient and knowing that God promised you and that particular promise or prophecy sits well with your spirit there's a connection with it then you know that God is a promise keeper Mm -hmm. he keeps his promise we can we can rely on him we can um stay rooted and grounded in him and you know we are flesh so we really have to die daily in order to do that that's so true that's so true and that can be hard to die of your flesh but um you know my podcast is called rooted in grace so i just want everybody to know like it's okay when you do fall short because that is when his grace um is for us for those he knows that we are human that's the main reason why jesus died on the cross for us so um when you do fall short you know just pick yourself up again and try over again because like dunny mccurkin said you know a saint is just a sinner who fell down but he got right back up so that is so true and I know that also, you know, ties in with being still as well. So yeah, yes, that's true. And in your in your falling, then you you get up. Mm-hmm. That's growth. Yep. Yep. That's yep. growth. Yeah. So for me, uh, in 2000, let's say 2015, 16, that school year, because I was a t- I started teaching in 2012, mm-hmm. and so my between 2012 and 2014, 15. My father passed, my mom had a massive stroke and then passed um, many years later. 
I was the only one living in the particular area that I'm from. I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm, And so one day my battery was dead in the car and I had to call for help, but I had to call like a mechanic. I didn't really have any friends that I could call because they were all busy as well. And so I just went ahead and talked to the Lord. I said, God, you know, my sister's in Georgia. I'm here. My son just, I just sent him to college. And I I, I wanted to be, because we're a close knit family, I wanted to always be close to my family. And because I was there alone, I, I prayed. I said, God, um, do you think I should move to Georgia? Is that a good idea? It's what's in my spirit now, but I don't know if that's what you want from me. That was my prayer. And this was probably around the beginning of the school year, maybe August, late August, beginning of September. And I waited, I prayed, I fasted, I waited. I waited to hear from God. And sometimes in the in the midst of your, your you know, your day, you're, you're, it's so noisy that you don't hear. And when I heard from him, I was in the restroom. Wow. Washed my hands, got ready to walk out the restroom. And I heard God say, go ahead, now apply. And I said, wait, what? But guess how long that was? How long? Months, many months. I think, so the prayer, I I prayed in August, September, and I heard from him the end of April. Wow. So was that frustrating for you to wait that long? Or you was just, you know, going Actually, at, at that time, no. At that time, because of my relationship with God and because of what I had seen previously with my mother, with my father, just those things made me kind of say, I'm trusting God. Because I literally saw God do some great work, like miracles with my mother, Mm. miracles. And so because I saw all those things take place, I knew to wait and I just waited. Now, there were times when I I would get on the computer and I would look for jobs in in Georgia and I would see some things that I may want to, I wanted to apply for, uh, apply to. However, something made me not apply. I said, oh, I I would like to apply for this job, but I'm going to wait. And I waited and I waited and I stayed before God and I waited to hear from him. And then when I heard from him in April, I got on it immediately. In the midst of all of that, trouble was brewing. There were things going on in the school system. There were things going on at the school that I worked at. It was a lot, a lot was going on and I was in the midst of it. Mm. So it was very hard for me, a person who loves God to be fair, I'm sorry, unfair and not treat people the right way because you know we sh- we're supposed to show love right and so i found myself trying to stand up for what is right however administration they were something else it was a whole nother bag of goodies yes. uh, for lack of better terms and as that was going on and as people were mean and ugly in the midst of that one day i took my kids and i didn't hear anything for months and months. So I started applying in April, still didn't hear anything. And one day I took my kids to specials on my way back, the same people who were troublemakers. I heard the spirit of the Lord say, go over there, give the young lady a hug and tell her you love her. And I said, what? I continued to walk, but the spirit of God would not let me do that. So I turned around, I gave her a hug. I said, love you. Um, I pray that God, you know, continues to do a work in your life. We talked for a few minutes. I went to my classroom. That was like nine o'clock, 9.15 that morning. Well, at 1.30, I got a phone call for an interview. At 1.30 that afternoon Mm. for an interview at a school here in Georgia. That was it. That was it. How you know, being obedient to um to the spirit, 
then your blessing is right around the corner from that because it does yeah. say your blessings are tied to your obedience so you know if you didn't listen you know to that holy spirit maybe it could have been delayed or you know maybe something could have happened where that call could not happen but how when you hear for someone who's just now getting kind of i'm getting deeper into my spirituality i always been um in it but you know the older you get the more you um learn the more you get deeper into it so when it comes to hearing from god how how did the spirit um speak to you when you know when they say okay hug that person tell them you um you love them how do they speak to you how was the experience um it, it, you know, they say that still quiet voice you might hear. It's almost like you're talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost like you're talking to yourself, and you hear this. And and how I know it's God is how it it, it lines up with His Word. That's so true. Yep. It lines up with His Word. If it lines up with His Word, then I know it is Him. Mm-hmm. Um, if I put a petition up before God, like I said, I prayed and asked God to. Um, let me know whether I should move to Georgia or not to be with my sister. Um, And I waited. When I heard from him in the restroom, they say that those are the times when you hear from him the most. Like when you, like a lot of times I could go take a shower and I hear from God Mm -hmm. in the bathroom all the time. Um, So those are the times where I hear from him the most. Wow. Whether it's in the shower or you know washing hands, using the restroom, I, I, I hate to be to give t- TMI too much information, <laughs> but it is it is basically the a lot of times that the those times I hear from God. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, even Jesus, he had to be alone in light with God to properly hear from Him. So I know that um, that's very crucial. Just having an intimate relationship with God. Um, you know how you can just know your, you know, you know your son's voice if you was to close your eyes because you spent you spent so much time with him, and it's the same time. I mean, it's the same thing with God, you know. And even reading the word, you can't really know what's of him and what's of the devil if you don't study the word because the word, you know, gives you everything um, that's going on right now. It's the living yes. word, you know. So it yeah. is. It really is, and I think that. Um, some people aren't sure, and there were there was a time when I wasn't sure that I was hearing from God. But when, as time went on, so say I heard something and I didn't stand on it. I'll give you a good example. Um, there was a time when I was an evangelist at my old church, and this particular this particular message I was actually studying for my trial sermon, and when I went to God in regards to what he wanted me to speak on, oh gosh, he gave me a word for my pastor. And I said, I'm not equipped to give a word to my pastor. She's my leader. Right. And that's how I felt on the inside. And I sat on that word for months and months and months. I just sat on it. And it was almost like I received that word, but after that, and I didn't release it, I went through spiritual warfare. I went through spiritual warfare for a long time because I didn't open my mouth. And so what ended up happening was one Sunday in church, my pastor called me out and she said to me, the Lord said, you have had a word for me and you have been carrying it and you have not said anything. And she said, the Lord says, when he gives you a word, you shake the, you give the word to that person, shake the dust from your feet and move on. Mm-hmm. And so my lesson from that was, I need to make sure that when God gives me a word, do not hesitate, release it. Hmm, that's so true. And you second guess yourself. Like I second guess myself because I had to say it to my leader. And I said, no, that's not, that's, that's probably me, my flesh. But it turns out it wasn't. So those were, that was a stage where I wasn't sure that I was hearing from God. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. This is this, you have the floor. I was going to say, so really and truly, you really have to go through certain stages in order to figure out that you are really hearing from God. Because that one thing you don't want to do is miss what God is saying. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know when God puts the word in my heart, I know I can hesitate about it. It's like, uh, I don't, cause um, you know, I did a YouTube video with my dad and how I talked about, you know, having social anxiety and always being shy hindered me. So, you know, me doing these podcasts or just doing videos or doing speaking things at church events, um, it's new for me. And sometimes I do have a word, it's like, uh, I understand it logically. I don't know how to verbalize it so it's like I kind of just sit on it and it kind of just um you know kind of scares me just a little bit so but it's like when I finally do release that word I get a lot of um I get a lot of people that tell me you know what I really needed this you know so it lets you know that okay there was something that was tied to what God was telling me yes you're on the right track Mm -hmm. and and the one thing I want you to understand is it's not about what comes out of Ashley. It's what God is bringing forth through you because right. it's God. And so a lot of times we are, we're nervous. I know I'm nervous. You may not believe this, but I was always a shy person. Mm. Very shy, very shy. And so I'm not as shy as I used to be, but I'm still shy, but I never will not say anything when God says and and for me I I had to take a a long look at myself because there were things that I st- I did that I know that wasn't pleasing to God so I had to continue to take a look at myself and try to ask God to show me all those places that are crooked all those things that are not straight so that he could change me so that I could if the only way you change is if you acknowledge it and so, and you're open to it. And so sometimes we, we can't see or hear because we're focused on what we may look like, what we feel like we look like, what we think about ourselves. And that's not always the case. That's true. That is true. So, so how, okay, so with being still, how did that like process of you just waiting to hear from God to move to Georgia and like, how was that process, um, you know, changing for you? Or, you know, did it reveal anything from you about God? Just, you know, just being still within that process, just waiting on God. So, you know, go a little deeper into that testimony and, you know, just draw it out for us. For people like me that's still learning how to be still and, you know, how that process should look like. Well, I think that the waiting process can be very difficult. But draw on, I want you to draw on or think about the times where in, you know, um, transition between the, uh, a negative place and a positive place. When you had your worst trial, think about those times and think about how God brought you out and you don't even remember it that much at the moment. I thought about those things. I was able to think about, my mom had a massive stroke with bleeding on the brain. She was unconscious for a week or two or so. And she was unconscious and we did not think that she was going to come out. But in the midst of her being unconscious, we saw her, we called her name. My sister called her name. And my uncle, she kept messing with my mom's hair and eyelids. And my uncle, he asked, he said, Dot, do you want her, do you want Tara to stop pulling your eyelids back? My mom was unconscious, but she did this. Mm. She shook her head. And in the process of going through all of that, God allowed me to see him at work. My mom couldn't walk. She couldn't eat on her own. She couldn't feed herself. And so when it was time for things to take place that I, as an older, the oldest child, when I had to do those things, those things helped me with my patience, with waiting. So I knew what God could do. When my mother couldn't breathe on her own and I found someone, someone who was really, uh, who, who had good reviews, and in tracheotomy care, I went to them, I found them. I said, where are you you located? And I need you to help my mother. And there was a point where she said, I can't do anything for your mom. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, see, these are the times where you speak God's word and you say, no, I believe in a God 
who gave you and I dominion over this earth. And he's going to allow her to do it. And that was all I did to all of those situations. I repeatedly spoke God's word. And those things, when they came to fruition, helped me wait later on. Just knowing that God is a God who will perform every task that we need him to perform, even when we feel we can't. Right. God can. Those are the things that helped me wait. That was, I think that going through that with my mother, seeing that she couldn't breathe on her own, they said she wouldn't be able to walk again. All of those things they said she wouldn't do, guess what? She ended up doing again. Mm-hmm. She so did them again. If someone says no, God can always say, because, you know, he got the final say so, you know? He has a final say, and that's how we have to live our lives, that waiting is. on him. And even when he says no, that means something greater is on the other side. So yeah. your positive, the positive thinking and, and making sure we decree and declare what the word says about us, those are the things that help me wait. Right. And even with you, when you say you spoke scripture over, your, uh, over yourself, I know I used to be like really big on positive affirmations. Like, if I was to show you my mirror, I have, like, sticky notes all over it. You know, that says I am, you know, all these different things. And um, it really is like you say it so much because, you know, subconsciously, you just believe, you have a lot of either trauma or just lies you built up over your um, over the years. So it's like when I started, because for a long time, I didn't think I was that smart enough to do certain things. Um, I didn't think I had the, I didn't really have that much confidence to, I knew I had a lot of stuff I wanted to do in myself. But my confidence wasn't that high where I could just, you know, go out and do the things I saw other people doing. But as I kept, as I started going to therapy and just to, you know, grow and I wanted to progress um, in that, I just started speaking positive affirmations. And every single day at first, of course, I didn't really feel the effects. But as I kept saying it over and over, it's like you just naturally just, you find yourself you know, in a different place. Like right now, I wouldn't even say like anything about social anxiety, me being shy. It's like every time I woke up and say, you know, I am socially confident. Um, you know, I kept saying it over and over again to the point where it's like, oh, I used to be shy or I can I even consider myself shy? Cause it's like, you find yourself just doing things that you never thought you would do. So it's really important just to speak scripture, you know, over trying. And then I know a lot of people don't think there's power in that. But you know, there's a lot of power in that tongue. You know, you need to speak life or you can speak death over it. So, and it's and it's very interesting you said that as well because I was watching Kung Fu Panda and I don't know I was getting like a <laughs> prophetic message behind that video. Um, behind that video. <laughs> and the turtle he kept saying, "No, there are no accidents. There are no accidents." And it, it lets me know that everything that we have ever experienced, it was supposed to happen. Because it sets us up for, you know, God's promises or for certain things that will help us, you know, during that time. So I'm sure, you know, you was going through that time with your mom, like you said, it helped you to develop patience. And when it was your time to wait, you um, you was already equipped for it. Yes. Yeah. And that's, what, that's, that's the thing that God does. And another thing that I learned, too, in that process, when God says yes to a thing, no matter what that thing might be, I thought, now this was my second level. This is the next step, the next level. The next level after waiting is once God says yes, once God confirms your next step, do not think that that particular step, once you're walking in it, that it's going to, going to be a bed of roses. Mm. And can you elaborate, elaborate on that? Cause that's that's deep, and I think we. I, I know I forget about it sometimes, you know. So can you elaborate on that? So you think that because God ordained a thing, or He said, or a thing, and and that thing came to fruition, you asked God for something, He gave it. You think we think that because God gave it, because He that's the part of your purpose, because. He told you that your ministry was was with children because God told me that as well. My ministry was with children, but it was not an easy transition. Yeah. So you think that when I say it's going to be a bed of roses, I think because God said yes, and that's part of my purpose, that it's going to be easy. But as you see, it's not. 
it's not easy. We, you know, time is a problem. Time management may be a problem. You know, the students we serve may be a problem. Well, we have to maneuver, you know, what we need to do. And a lot of times when we do get the answer from God and we're walking in the answer, what he gave us, a lot of times we think that it's going to be perfect because God said yes to it, but that's not the case. So I thought, because he said, yes, you're moving to Georgia, then everything else was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And and things are working out, but they work out after said things happen. For instance, people could lie on you. People, you could struggle with certain things that's going on um, within the parameter of your, your, your profession, or you could go through things within your home, you know, certain things can happen. And you're thinking, God, you said, I, you said I could move here. You said I could do this. You said I would be married. You said, you know, I would find Boaz would find me. Mm. And then when you meet Boaz, it's a struggle. Mm. When you walk into the profession that God said was yours, that your ministry was with children, and here you are, this is what you're doing, you think that it's going to be easy, and but that's not the case. So once you get into it, you have to understand that you still have work to do, God's work. And that means God is, um, he, we're the clay, he's the potter. There are things that he wants to pull out of us and those situations that aren't a bed of roses, even when he says, I'm moving you forward. And yes, here's your, here you can go. You still have to make sure that you are on the potter's wheel mm-hmm. so that you can continue to be cleaned up and, and polished up so that you can continue to walk, walk it out or walk your purpose out. Right. And that lets us know, like, to whom much is given, much is required. So, you know, the, the you know, the greater the blessings, the greater the devil sometimes. But it's okay because what's for us is for us. And he's going to equip us um, for those things. So I, I sometimes I can, I can't forget that. Even though I know that I'm standing and answer prayers, um, I find myself sometimes this is just hard. I was like, dang, I should never ask for this. I know it's going to be like this. But... <laughs> I've that that put stuff in another perspective. Like, okay, um, this struggle, this trial was for me. It's gonna help me um, build more faith. It's gonna equip, equip me with um, a lot of more tools for my next level. So, yeah, that did put stuff in perspective. I I forgot about that. You know, when God says yes, you know, there's some other things around the corner for us to deal with as well. So. Yes, and when you think about that, uh, when you have your your hardest trials, I want you to think about those people in the Bible who had the greatest purpose. Look at Moses. Moses could look at how he spoke. And he says, God, I can't do this because I don't know how to speak. Mm. Look at David. David did so many things. You know, people fall. Look at um, Isaac. I mean, there are things that took place, but it took place because of the purpose on their lives. So, like, it's just like what you said. So we have to realize that our purpose is greater than anything that we could ever, ever go through, imagine, or dream. And so we just have to continue to stay in line. Like, I have my wall of scriptures and my decree and declare I decree and declare a lot of things and that is because I want to live out my purpose and I know that God has much more for me to do and how do I sometimes I feel stuck I'm here now but I feel stuck right you know so we have to figure out how we can stay rooted in God and not get stuck in the place where we are, even though God ordained it. Exactly. And even with the word ordained, to me, it's if God um, ordained something for you, that means it was already written in his book before you even step foot on this earth, you know? So I feel like when he makes a promise, it's going to happen 
whether we wanted to or whether we don't now we got to position ourselves because if we don't position ourselves in the right way it's still going to happen but it can delay or it can cause certain situations that weren't meant to happen but um i don't sometimes i have to remind myself like, okay ashley what's for me is going to be for me regardless because like i said i feel god spoke certain promises over me and when it's not happening it's just I just like okay I'm gonna throw in the towel like I'm so over this like God you said it's gonna happen like this I see other it's, I see it's happening for other people sometimes I feel stuck and stagnant because I feel like I'm not where I'm supposed to be but it you know you put stuff in a different perspective like okay one there are no accidents two these struggles that I'm going through right now it's only helping me out and I do know that based on scripture you know everything works for the good of those who love the Lord so sometimes I know my mom said we're not supposed to, I mean, she always told me, don't do anything. All you have to do is trust the process. And sometimes that's that can be hard for me because, okay, God, um, he's not on my time, but I, sometimes I think he is. So it's like, okay, God, <laughs> this didn't happen. So I'm finna try to like, you know, let me try to manipulate certain things so it can, you know, happen. But sometimes I can mess it up on my own or I can get extremely overwhelmed. And sometimes those feelings of, of being overwhelmed comes from me trying to figure out everything when it's not, when it's not, that's not my place, you know? So that's my biggest struggle. Like, okay, how do I just sit still? I, I'm supposed to not do anything. I'm supposed to just, you know, chill, do other different things without worrying about this situation. So it's, it's a real struggle for me just to sit still and not do anything at all, you know? Oh, remember, you're not sitting still you are reading your word you're do, you're carrying out what the bible says we should do you know the greatest of these things is love we show love every day you know and whatever you're doing you're showing love like whatever the word of god says that's what we're doing you're you're not just waiting but you're you're waiting for the promise but you're still growing within that and so that means that we're reading our word. We're, if God says fast and pray, we're doing that. If God says pray for the for this country, you're doing that. If God says uh, sow a seed in here, you're doing that. So in the midst of your waiting, that's what you're doing. And I have one more thing to say to you. This is an example, uh, another example of waiting. In early 2000, it was prophesied that Boaz would find me, that I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. That was early 2000. I was in my late 20s, okay? Mm-hmm. I am 52 years old right now. Mm-hmm. When did Boaz come? Last year, June. Wow, so you, got, you did a lot of waiting. I did a lot of waiting. In the process though, in the process of waiting, uh, there was a time where I was just fed up with me. And I said, God, there are some things in me that need to be fixed. Like I didn't feel like I had staying power as it pertained to a relationship. I did not feel that uh, I was my best person to be in a relationship with anyone, including myself. So God had me in this waiting period, you know, abstinence, reading the word. I never listened to any other music except God, gospel music. All day, every day. Wherever in my car, gospel music. At home, I would read my word. I would stay focused on God. I would try to li- listen and watch things that were wholesome and godly. And in that, God allowed me to, it's almost like he was, he opened my head and poured all, poured all these things and how to you know, uh, submit, how to be a better person, how to make sure that you're not so quick to talk because I'm quick to say things. Um, You don't don't have to fight the battle. All you need to do is fast and, and pray for that person. So there are things that God taught me within those eight years, eight long years, yeah, eight years. And then all of a sudden, he, this was someone I dated when I was 18. Never thought it would happen. And let me tell you this, right before he reached out to me, I think this, he reached out to me maybe in, I don't know, the summertime. But right before that, right, right before school let out, maybe April, March, April, somewhere in there, I said, God, 
I want someone that I already know. You pray because I'm, a, I'm I, yes. Mm-hmm. I asked God for someone that I already knew that I already had, um, not necessarily a relationship with, but someone that I knew. And this person is from my hometown. Well, yes. That's that is so crazy that you said that because I, I'm, I'm just get honest with my listeners. That was basically the promise I was waiting on, like you know, being married. And you know, I have all these things happening for me. You know, I'm in a career, met a job that I do. I like my job because of the environment. I'm around really positive people. Um, you know, getting my master's, have a great family. You know, all those blessings that I really could ask for. But it's like ever since a little kid, I always desired, you know, to have a family. So it's like when God spoke that over me, um, it was the summer before I started my first year of teaching. So summer 2020. Um, you know, I was I was excited, like you said. At first, you get so excited, like yes, you know, I'm gonna you know get that Boaz or you know I'm gonna get that kingdom marriage that I always wanted. And you know, as time progressed, it was just like okay, nothing is happening. So maybe you know, maybe I heard him wrong. Maybe I was speaking too hard in my head, where you know it just wasn't of God. Then you hear all these prophetic messages that resonate with their spirit, and you know, even though um. I do date someone we have been through just a lot of um, different things. Um, sometimes I still feel like, okay, God, when is going to happen? <laughs> I'm like, okay, like I've been waiting for so long. So just to hear that you've been waiting for eight years and it's only been like over a year for me, a little bit over a year, it shows that, okay, I can, I can clearly learn from Miss um, Bobo on how to wait during those times. And you know, something in my spirit was telling me at work, like maybe, maybe vent some Miss Bobo about that. But I was like, okay, I don't wanna get too personal or, you know, <laughs> you, you know, I don't know. It's, it takes a while for me to open up sometimes, but it lets me know, okay, I should have been said something because you went through the same exact thing, you know? So, yes. Yeah. And I was in my early twenties. So, so you see how many decades passed, yes. but I never gave up on God's word. I never gave up on God's word. And you hold yourself up as a queen who believes in God, you you stay rooted and grounded grounded in God's word and you let God do the rest. That's what you do. Look at Ruth. Ruth wasn't even looking for anybody. You know, look at what she had gone through. She just she was on she was focused. She was laser focused on what it is that she had to do in that field every day. Mm. You see? Yeah. And look what happened with Ruth. And so you get busy doing what God wants you to do. And that's when Boaz will come before you even know it. I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking about Boaz coming. And and another thing, it hasn't been easy. It's not easy. And that's another reason. That's another testimony to it's not a bed of roses, but because you know Christ, because you love Christ, that person loves Christ, then you push forward in, in in God's word so that you guys can continue to grow, learn, and live out your purpose. Right. Exactly. So your destiny is tied to your Boaz. Is mm-hmm. your destiny is and your purpose is tied to that person. So mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're you're in a space spiritually, mentally, where you are ready for that connection so you stay busy in what you're doing like what you're doing with your podcast awesome mm-hmm. continue doing the great works that you're doing with your in your profession and all of those things will will line up like two, two roads intersecting and Boaz will be at that intersection when you least expect it don't look around for it all those years I spent looking, oh, is that for every time? Is that Boaz? Is that Boaz? Is that Boaz? Mm-hmm. But you'll know Boaz based on how he treats you, how he lives toward the standard of what God says a man should, how he should treat you. So all of those things, when everything I do, I, I try to see if it lines up with God's word. If it doesn't line up with God's word, I walk away. Right, exactly. That's so true. Yeah. 
Yeah, and right now, just with being still, and just to add this little verse, um, I know I read a verse where, you know, Jesus was on the boat, I, was it with Peter? And it was like a bad storm going on. Yeah. And I I got so much revelation out of um out when it said Jesus um during that, you know, big storm on the boat. Jesus was in the back resting. While yes. the others are out, you know, just freaking out, scared. He was resting. It was like, why are you why are you sleeping? We are in like in the midst of a big, you know, like a storm in the middle of the ocean. And he was yeah. like, you know, why do you have such little faith? And he just told the ocean to be still and it you yeah. know it was still and but what I got out of it what stood out to me was that he was resting yeah. so it's yeah. like wow in the middle of this chaos that we can go through sometimes all we have to do is just rest trust God and really have faith that okay even though my certain with my physical eyes all the circumstances that I'm looking at it doesn't look like it's going to happen but the faith that I have in God I know that the impossible can happen and I can't I struggle with that so much I'm like okay God how can that happen like that's so impossible like you know how can certain things align because to me it just looks crazy if it does happen but I gotta remember God created the, the whole universe with one word just by speaking so as soon as he dropped that hammer and it's time for it to happen it'll happen so I just have to in the midst of my chaos sometimes that I go through from day to day I just have to just rest and you know have a lot of faith and God, and sometimes just the muscle seed of faith can, you know, do the job. So, yeah. And that's what he says we should have uh, faith the size of a mustard seed. Right. So, you have that faith the size of a mustard seed. You focus on God's word. You do your work. Whatever that work is in your singleness, do it. Mm-hmm. And then, while you're in the process of focusing on the work as an individual, then God will allow you to meet Boaz Boaz will come and most times Boaz comes when you're doing the work you're supposed to do individually right right yes that's so true you have a lot you are very anointed as well I knew I should have came to you at work (laughs) to talk about certain things it's just sometimes I get scared to open up about certain things but um I really did um I needed to hear this really bad because in this season, I know last night I was just very frustrated. It's just like, okay, God. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a career. This career really is this career really for me? Because I feel like I do have a calling over my life. Um, I wish I had. I was I always wanted to have my own business, but sometimes I feel like I'm stuck. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? But I know my therapist. She said something. She was like, "How do you know that you working with these kids? It's not." that's not part of your purpose as well and that made me look at a different perspective because the kids I work with they are easily influenced and I noticed the girls they always you know come up to me they might even try to observe how I carry myself and everything else so it's okay let me just the same thing that I do with my podcast I can also do it with my own students so I just have to just trust God and work with the things that I have now you know so and ask God, you know, ask God to, you know, to clarify with you. If you're unsure about your purpose, talk to God about it because um, he, he will, and he will let you know, you know, what's what. I think that I don't know what um, God has given you. I don't know about the prophetic words that he has given you in the past. But one thing I do know is you are gifted in this field. So that's the one thing I know about you. Um, I think that um, we haven't been around each other enough for me to be able to say anything else. Mm-hmm. But from based on what I see, you're gifted. Based on what I see, you're an awesome teacher. And the sky's the limit for you. The sky's the limit. That's what I see in you. Um, for the most part, remember now, like when I think about, when I look on my communication and my experiences with you, I see that you're a woman of wisdom. Mm. You're young, but you have an old soul. Okay. And so, um, that's one thing that I do know where you really do have a call on your life. And what you're doing with your Rooted in Grace, your podcast, 
what you're doing for the students that you serve will be will co- turn out to be greater works than you can ever imagine. So continue to push forward in this. Do not look at what the promise is, but look at who's the promise giver. Mm. The person who's a, who, the one who gives you the promises, look at him. Right. And then everything else will fall into place. So don't think about, don't think about Boaz. Don't think about, okay, am I, am I in this right place? Think about how or what you can say to God to help um, reiterate that either you're doing the right thing or you need to, maybe you need to tailor it a little bit. Just talk to God about that. When you fit, when, when in doubt, talk to God because he has all of the answers. And nine times out of 10, if you relate, if you connect, I shouldn't say relate, if you connect the word of God with those questions that you have, you'll get your answers. See, a lot of times when we go through things in life, we God's not gonna come down and say A, B, C, one, two, three. And, and really to be honest with you, when he gave me that word for my pastor, I wanted him to, that was my prayer to God. I said, well, God, if you want me to say this to my pastor, ABC, one, two, three. That's all I said to God. And I said that to him because he knows me. He knows my heart. He He's my creator. He knows all of that. So when you feel like you're not sure, to go to him and let him know, look, God, I don't know. I talk to him the way I talk to you. God, I don't know if this is me or if it's you. ABC, one, two, three. And get what God did. What did he do? He told my pastor to call me out and say, you have had a word for me for a long time that you have not released. That is because I had doubt on whether I could hear him or not. Mm-hmm. You see? And, and even still, even in the waiting to find out whether I should move to Georgia or not, Georgia or not, or stay in Florida, I still had my days that weren't, you know, where I didn't have a whole lot of faith. So I had to go redirect my energy. My, I need to focus on the word of God. I need to focus on what God is saying to me, whether it be through the word or what's happening in my life right now. I still had to go back. So it wasn't like it was a perfect thing that happened. And I hear we are, voila. No, we have to continue to process um, God's word and how it relates to our life now. And then as you're doing that, that is how everything else lines up. It's almost like um, when you when you're when when you're walking, you know, you when you walk, you one has to go, one foot has to go ahead of the other. And that's the same thing when we're trying to figure out what God is doing, what he's saying to us, what he wants us to do, what our next steps may be if we're waiting on a promise or prophecy, those are the times when we have to take one foot at a time. And in the process of taking one foot at a time, we stay in his word because we could easily lose and lose our weight and veer off somewhere else because we're steady looking at the promise or the prophecy, but we're not looking at God's word and staying focused on him. That's so true. And I know I'm I'm a victim of that. I feel like I was, you know, placing that promise over God instead of me, you know, just seeking him first and, you know, going on about what he's already had placed in my life. So, yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. And it'll come before you know it. The promise that he has, has given you, that will come before you know it. Just keep your eye on God. Right. That's so true. Not the promise, like you just said. Don't keep it on the promise or the prophecy. Keep your eyes on God. All right, All right. Yes. Well, do you have any um, final say about you know being still before we end the podcast? Do you have any, like um, any last words? Because I do have a lot of young people um, that listens um, to my podcast. So you know, just for us in our twenties. We just now getting into, well, not, I'm not going to say just getting into, but, you know, we getting deeper into our relationship with Christ. And, you know, we really just want us to see that. It, what what can you, uh, what advice can you give us? So the main advice that I would give you all, especially when you're babes in Christ or when you're young like this, sometimes for, for me, I think that the younger people, 
want to see people who are real, mm-hmm. who have real pain, real problems, and real issues with trying to stay holy. Exactly. That's true. And so it, it is. And so what I want you, your listeners to understand is if you make a mistake, just like the song, so we fall down, mm-hmm. but you get back up again. And in your getting up, that is where you get healing. That is where you can teach somebody else because they we, they, we there's a saying in my family's church, don't speak to me if you haven't gone through it. A lot of people want to hear people who have gone through certain things and they want to hear people who have been through pain and you know suffering and things of that nature so they can tell them how to get through it, how to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want your listeners to understand. No matter what happens, don't beat yourself up. Don't say some negative things about yourself because we all make mistakes. And that is why God sent Jesus. That is why he sent Jesus. Right. Because he knew that we would make mistakes and we all need to understand that. We have to repent daily and move forward. Forget about it. Once you repent, move on. Yeah. move on that's so true yep move on from it all right well thank you so much um miss bobo like i said you're very anointed everything that she said tonight really um blessed me and it put um things into perspective for myself so i know i'm going to be thinking about that and going to god and just you know taking the wisdom that he gave you to um give to us i'm definitely going to reflect on that with the guy and just you know focus on being still and one thing that i got out this podcast miss bobo and to my listeners um i got out of what i got out of this is don't prioritize the promise but focus on the promise the um the person who gave me the promise which is god so i'm definitely going to um keep that in the forefront of my head and just continue to seek him first and just um continue to doing the works and you know when that time comes it'll happen so again thank you so much i really did um needed this so for my listeners i will um we will be back with another episode and um this is the end so i will see you guys um next wednesday thank you